Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 99.5. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board-certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this. We are different people and and there were other things that were sort of holding me back, um, which I'm happy to share what some of those are. But one of them um, that definitely held me back is stress. And so as a physician, I know all the bad things that can go wrong with lupus. And um, I was terrified of them. And so as I wasn't getting better, I started thinking, well, what am I doing wrong? I must be messing this up. Well, hello, veggie lovers. Welcome back to Veggie Doctor Radio for this bonus episode. Today, we are going to hear from Dr. Christina Miller and a really fun, exciting new project that she and Dr. Lori Marbus, who I've also had on the podcast. In fact, she was my very first guest way back in the day, and I hope to have her again on the podcast sometime soon. She and Dr. Lori Marbus have started a great new service called Plant-Based Telehealth, and we're going to talk all about it in this episode. But before we get to that, I want to remind you about my newsletter. In addition, the salad challenge is going on right now. It already started, but if you want to get in on the action, just go to dryami.com forward slash salad challenge altogether so that you can sign up and you can get free goodies for over a week salad recipes and really fun giveaways. So definitely hop on. But another way to join my newsletter and to hear everything that I'm doing is to go to dryami.com forward slash sign up, or you can text the word fiber, F-I-B-E-R to 66866. Thank you, everybody who has read my book, A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy. Thank you so much for giving me all the positive comments and the feedback. I appreciate it. If you have a moment, can you please hop on to amazon.com and leave me a review there? It really helps other people find the book. I really want people to read this book and learn how they can decrease their stress and anxiety when they're feeding their children. 
and what health promoting foods are and how to tell the difference and really just put their mind at ease about all of these things. So a parent's guide to intuitive eating, how to raise kids who love to eat healthy. Speaking of reviews, I got a five-star review by Chris titled Super Helpful Insights for My Toddlers and Myself. Chris said, loved this book, well-researched and still approachable. I felt encouraged to do a little bit at a time to enhance the health of my kids and myself through healthy habits and healthy eating. I appreciate Dr. Yami's warm and encouraging writing style. Like you are having a visit with her in her clinic. She tells you what the goals are and reassures you that you don't have to do everything perfectly or 100%, but her tips are so helpful for steps you can take to improve. It definitely helps to reduce the stress around mealtimes in our home with two toddlers. I love this approach to food. I am a convert to intuitive eating. I am so excited to recommend this book to my family, friends, and pediatric patients. Parentheses, I already bought a copy for my sister. Thank you for this book, Dr. Yami. Chris, thank you for that amazing review. I so appreciate it. I am so grateful that it is helping you and that makes me feel so good. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Remember that the information on this podcast is for informational educational purposes only. It is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment by a trained health professional. So if you have concerns about you or your child, please consult a doctor, which is perfect episode to listen to so that you can hear more about this plant-based telehealth service. So let me tell you more about Dr. Christina Miller. So Dr. Chris Miller is a double board certified physician in emergency medicine and integrative medicine. After spending 10 years in the emergency department and serving as president of Colorado ACEP, American College of Emergency Physicians, she radically changed her practice to health promotion due to her own health concerns and being overwhelmed by the amount of chronic disease and illness seen in the ED. She studied nutritional science and plant-based nutrition, completed a fellowship in integrative medicine, and now focuses exclusively on nutrition and lifestyle changes to get to the root cause of disease and illness while promoting wellness and longevity in each individual. Instead of treating emergencies in the ED, she is now helping to prevent and reverse chronic illnesses and empower people to live with vitality. She enjoys teaching plant-based, nutrient-dense cooking classes to both groups and individuals and helped establish a free clinic outside of Aspen, Colorado for the underserved. She lectures locally, has spoken around the country with younger next year best-selling author Chris Crowley, as well as in corporate wellness programs promoting good nutrition and healthy lifestyle. She has contributed significantly to the nutrition chapter for the American College of Emergency Physicians Handbook and wrote wellness-promoting tips for the emergency physician. She is founder of Eat and Live Healthily website and blog, served as the medical director of Aspen Valley Hospital, creating their integrative medicine program. She was selected to be a member of the Pitkin County Board of Health, where she helped with policy and public health concerns. In 2019, she moved to New Hampshire, worked at an integrative clinic in Vermont, seeing patients, teaching classes, giving lectures, and reaching out to the local community. She is now proud to be part of the startup company, plantbasedtelehealth.com, offering plant-based telemedicine services to patients across the country reaching people who otherwise wouldn't have access. Her goal is to continue to share the information and the resources necessary 
to help empower people to take back their health, prevent and even reverse chronic illness, and create long-lasting true health and vitality. One of her favorite mantras is, together we are healthier. Guys, y'all are going to be so inspired by Dr. Chris Miller's story, her own personal transformation, how she has been able to go out and get her health, not just through nutrition, but other lifestyle changes, and what her and Dr. Lori Marbus are doing together to reach more people. So if you're one of those people out there that really feels like you would like to talk to a plant-based physician to see if you can figure out a way to improve your health, get more well-being, you feel like there's something else that you might need help with, definitely reach out. Definitely check this out, plantbasedtelehealth.com. You're not going to regret it. These ladies are amazing. They're dedicated. They're thorough. They're experienced. So you will not regret it. Okay. That's enough about me talking about things. Let's now move on to the interview. I hope that you all have a very plantastic day and I will catch you back in a few days for episode 100. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. All right, on to the interview. Well, Dr. Chris Miller, thank you so much for joining me on Veggie Doctor Radio today. And thank you for having me. It's an honor to actually get to be here. Well, we met through my friend, Dr. Lori Marvis. You guys are doing something super exciting that we're going to talk about later. But as I was reading through your website and your blog, you have a really interesting story. So I'd love to hear about the health issue that you encountered and that prompted your diet and lifestyle change, because I think that your story is going to help so many people. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I was working in the emergency department. I'm an emergency room doctor, and I started having joint pains. Um, one finger swelled up, and then a second one. And I thought, uh oh, this is going to be autoimmune when it's more than one finger. And within two weeks, all of my fingers had had been become so swollen like sausages. I couldn't even bend them anymore, and I got really scared. I went to see the doctor and had blood work done. And usually for autoimmune, and many listeners will know this people who are getting diagnosed with autoimmune disease, it's really hard to diagnose it because initially tests might be negative and they're not really sure. All of mine were positive. I was positive for lupus antibodies. I was positive for rheumatoid factor. Everything was lighting up my antibodies and I couldn't believe it. No one in my family has any history of autoimmune disease. And I was 36 years old and had never been sick before. So um, it was shocking to me. And, and again, and you might know this as a physician, like I thought I was invincible. Like I was healthy. I worked out. I was an emergency room doctor. Like I took care of patients. I wasn't a patient. And so it really blindsided me that I could even be sick at all. Um, and so I was very sick and I was initially started on three medications right away, including steroids and which terrified me, but I took them because I didn't know what else to do. And within um, a few months, I kept having worse symptoms and it was hurting me to breathe. And so they added more medications and it was hurting me to breathe. We increased my steroids. Then my blood pressure started going up and then I had to go into blood pressure medicine. Then my cholesterol was high. So I had to go into cholesterol medicine. And in all of this, I was still having pain. And 
um, I was really scared. I was still working in the ER and my doctor said, we're going to have to start you on experimental drugs because nothing was working, including two chemo drugs that they were using and high dose steroids. And I was having so much pain. I couldn't even breathe anymore. Like I couldn't lay down at night because it hurt me to breathe. And it was in my lungs. It was in my kidneys. Like the lupus antibodies were just attacking everything. And I was so depressed and I was so scared and I was terrified and I was eating the same standard American diet. I was working my shifts in the ER. Like I didn't know anything different. Nobody said anything to me. I had no idea. And finally I was like, is there something I'm doing in the way that I'm living my life as an ER doctor? Is there something that I'm bringing this on because I don't have family history? It's just so weird. So I started Googling it and I came across plant-based people with autoimmune diseases that were getting better. And um, I flew out to a conference. Actually, Dr. Furman was hosting a conference in New Jersey and I was living in Aspen, Colorado. And so we flew, my husband and I bought tickets and flew out and it started within the next two weeks. And we went to a conference for three days that we were out there in New Jersey and learned all about the power of food as medicine and people with autoimmune diseases and what it did. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, I had gone to medical school. I'd done two residencies, internal medicine and emergency medicine. I didn't know any of this. And I was shocked. I mean, literally shocked. So we flew back home, overhauled my diet and my husband did it with me. We did it together and um, I've never gone back, never looked back since then. And that wow. was nine years ago now. Wow. Well, take me back to when you started having symptoms because, I mean, I got chills when you were talking about all your labs being positive because that must have just been like heartbreaking to get those labs back and be like, oh my gosh, like where did this come from? Be before you started having any joint swelling, did you have any other symptoms? I mean, you were an ER doctor, so I'm assuming you were fatigued and those kinds of things, but was there any other warning that this was starting to progress? You know, I've thought about that so many times. That's such a good question because usually there is, right? There had to have been. So I would say yes, but then no. So I was tired, but I worked night shifts and I was living in Aspen, Colorado. I had just gotten married, like life was good. I was president of Colorado ASAP and I was becoming um, the head of my emergency department. Like so many good things were happening for me. So I was burning the candle at both ends. And mm -hmm. if it was a powder day, we would sleep. I would sleep two hours, get up and go skiing, sleep another hour and go back to work the night shift. So I was tired. I mean, that's, that was my lifestyle though, right? We work hard, we play hard. Like we pride ourselves in that and I was good at it. And, and, um, obviously that wasn't so good for my body. So I was very tired, but I drank a lot of caffeine back then. Um, I'm almost embarrassed to say listeners, please close your ears, but I drink a lot of diet Coke, um, co and coffee and tea back then. Um, so I was met self-medicating myself and, um, so I had fatigue. I definitely had stress. I loved my job, but the night shifts would stress me out. So I definitely felt the stress of the job and obviously lack of sleep. And um, I would say no, though. Otherwise, I didn't have any joint pains. I didn't have any necessary. I didn't have any gut issues at all. Um, I didn't really have other symptoms except for that fatigue and the stress. So, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Well, we do know ER doctors are kind of known for being adrenaline junkies. So I <laughs> just see you going and like barely sleeping, totally. hitting the, the powder, sleeping, taking a little nap and then going back to work. I mean, what a lifestyle, but it sounds like it was working for you until it suddenly 
wasn't working for you, right? You know, it's, it was, it was so shocking. Like I thought it was totally working for me. I was at such a high level right then, like running for office. I was blogging and journaling about emergency medicine and helping other doctors. And I was just, everything was so good. And, and that's the thing, like when I talk to patients and they're like, oh, but I'm not sick. I'm like, but we have no idea what's going on in our blood until we are. And obviously these things take a long time to build. This had been building for years inside me, but I didn't know. And that's why it's so, I mean, that's why my message when we get to that is so important that how we eat and live really matters because we don't know what's going on inside of us until it's like almost too late. Yeah. Well, you found the answer in nutrition initially. So tell me what happened when you changed your diet, you started to eat more in this nutritarian fashion. What happened to your body and your symptoms? Okay, so this is where the story gets interesting, I think, as plant-based eaters. So I was convinced, first of all, Dr. Furman did a good job with me and I was I bought it, I bought into it. I went home and read the China study and I read everything I could get my hands on. Um, I watched Forks Over Knives, every movie I could get my hands on. But um, so I switched my diet and I was so hell bent on getting better. This was the answer. I mean, I'm just one of those people who's like, bam, this is it. I can't believe it. Oh my God, how amazing. I'm so optimistic. I mean, I was literally so happy again, back to my old self. And I switched over and I started following the protocols and eating what I was supposed to eat. And um, I started losing weight because I had ballooned up on all that prednisone, 90 milligrams of prednisone, right? I gained wow. a significant amount of weight. So I started losing weight and that felt good, but I was hurting. My mm-hmm. joints kept hurting. I kept having pain with breathing. And so a few weeks passed, a month passed, two months passed, three months passed, six months passed. I was still hurting. Mm-hmm. I still needed a lot of medications. And so I was tweaking it and I was working with um, Dr. Furman and his partner, Dr. Benson. And over the years, I worked with Dr. Burkholner and Dr. Um, McDougall, like all these different doctors who heal people with autoimmune disease, right? So I was reading their books. I was delving into what it was, what was the science. And this is when I started training myself in nutritional sciences and lifestyle medicine and integrated medicine. I just kept, what's the next thing? What am I missing? There's something going on. Why am I not healing? Right. And I didn't get better. And I didn't, and I did all these protocols that people that heal them and I wasn't getting better. And this is now what my message becomes because, um, we are different people. And, and there were other things that were sort of holding me back, um, which I'm happy to share what some of those are. But one of them um, that definitely held me back is stress. And so as a physician, I know all the bad things that can go wrong with lupus. And um, I was terrified of them. And so as I wasn't getting better, I started thinking, well, what am I doing wrong? I must be messing this up. I, I must not be good at this. What am I doing wrong? And I just felt the weight of it on myself. And I blamed myself and I was really hard on myself. And... Um, stress, I now know, and this is why I studied integrated medicine. I needed to know about the mind body. I knew that I was really stressed and I I tried to meditate. I tried to do these things, but none of it, it wasn't helping me. And so I knew I needed help to calm myself down. And so I studied integrated medicine and all about the mind body. And I practiced all these different techniques to help me with mind mind tricks, as I call them. Um, And so that helped me significantly. And I, I almost compare it now to people when I talk to my patients that having stress is like eating red steak for dinner every night. It's like causing the same inflammation in our bodies. Like I'm pride, proud of myself. I'm plant-based, but I'm still stressed out. So of course I'm not going to get better. 
So that was one of mine. And another sabotage for me was, um, and we could talk about this separately, but overeating, Mm -hmm. even as a plant-based eater, I was overeating and I just like to eat. And I loved my plant-based food as much, if not more than my old food. And so I would eat too much still, and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so I started tweaking with that and tweaking with food sensitivities. And I teased things out of my diet. So I started to realize when I felt good and when I felt bad and what it takes to heal an autoimmune disease and what's actually going on in the level. And I just really kept delving into the science of it and then tweaking something with my body till I finally started to get results. Yeah. And you made a a dramatic career change too, right? Which I think could have also had something to do with your continuing to improve. Tell us about that, about the change from your night shifts in the ER. Yeah. So I was so immunosuppressed on all those medications that I finally had to quit working in the ER because it was dangerous for me to be there. And so I quit. And then I was studying all this about nutrition. And um, the more I studied, the more I learned, like, this is it. This is the answer. We need to be changing our diets. And and so I was work. I started working with some of my neighbors and some of my friends. They would just come over to my house and I just started to help them with nutrition tips. And people started to get better. They started to feel better. They started to lose weight. Their joint pains were getting better. And so I opened up a little clinic um, just locally and started helping people. And it was a lifestyle medicine clinic. And I started with the food part and then I added the stress, the mind-body tricks to it as I as I call it. And so the program became more and more comprehensive. And then we started to look at toxins and people's environment. And then um, next thing I knew, I had this comp- this full lifestyle medicine practice that I was working in. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing, working in the community, helping people with a lifestyle medicine practice, which now became full-time. And my ER doctor friends are referring patients to me after they see them in the ER, which has been so such a treat because some of the complicated patients that we see in the ER that we can't always help if they have chronic abdominal pain or fibromyalgia, like these aches or uh, people like myself with autoimmune diseases, there's not a lot that the ER can offer once they rule out acute badness, which is their job. And so they would send to me and I could help them and help with their gut issues and help with their diabetes and help keep them out of the ER. And it's been awesome to get to work on this end of it now. Yeah. That's so gratifying to be able to do something because obviously in the ER, you save lives, right? I mean, you're like literally saving lives, but this is saving lives in a different way. You know, even if it's not like doing chest compressions on somebody, it's, it's, it's very important. And it's uh, really for some people, it changes the entire trajectory of their lives. So how is your health now? How do you feel after all the different changes and the tweaks and everything that you've done? It's so much better. It's really actually the antibodies have cut down almost to zero. They actually reverse, which I didn't even realize that could happen, but they are. Um, I don't have any joint pains at all. I don't need any of those medications. My blood pressure's come back down. The blood pressure took a while, so I went very slowly. Tapering meds, I went extremely slowly. Um, But over time, I just started to realize I, I didn't need it, but it did take, it did take quite a bit of tweaking. Like I said, it was, it would get better, but then it would come back and I would, I had to really have a comprehensive plan for myself to get under control. But now I do, it's part of my life, how I, how I eat and how I live is part of my life. Um, in the sense that I'm always monitoring to make sure things are calm and good. And I feel great actually. So I'm looking forward to my next set of labs to see if maybe things are completely normal. I'm waiting for that moment. So I'm so close. Well, congratulations. And it sounds like all of the work you did, all of the different experiments that you did on yourself, it really paid off. I mean, it's totally worth it 
to put all that time and to know that, hey, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. And I totally agree because I'm also a lifestyle medicine physician and I know nutrition is supremely important. But for some people, especially, even when they have that nutrition locked down, there's other things that are interfering with their well being that they may not even realize. It may be even the most important thing for them. I'll just throw in my husband because I like to talk about him a lot on this podcast. And he <laughs> is an internal medicine hospitalist. So, very similar as far as shift work. And he works a lot of evenings and nights, and he is not great about getting his sleep. And for him, he's one of those people that sleep is a keystone habit. So, whenever he doesn't sleep well, it kind of domino effects into everything else in his life, his nutrition, his exercise, his stress level, everything. Mm -hmm. So for some people, maybe they have the nutrition dialed down, but they're not sleeping as well. Or like you, the stress level is still high. So that's why it's important to look at all of these different components. Can you tell us a little bit more about integrative medicine? Because this is a term that a lot of people aren't familiar with, and I think it would be helpful for them to understand what it means. What is integrative medicine? Integrative medicine is, it, it has sort of two meanings, but it's integrating um, Eastern, the best of old-fashioned kind of Eastern medicine, what's, what's been around for a long, long time medicine, meaning food as medicine, right? So traditionally people use food as medicine. People used um, acupuncture and um, meditation uh, herbs. That's kind of Eastern medicine with Western medicine. So it's including what we do right now for medicine. So it's combining the two. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. um, people think it's not alternative where, oh, well, I'm not going to do regular medicine. I'm going to go to, it's not, it combines the both of them. So for me, I initially went just plant-based, which I loved and I would never go back. And I'm so proud of that part of myself, but it wasn't enough. And so I needed to do something more. And, and for me, I knew it was a mind body thing, my stress. And so that's why I, I trained in this, where I learned about meditation. I learned about acupuncture and I learned about other things I could do to calm myself down. Um, I, I learned about herbs and when I would use them and when I wouldn't and what they mean and what they interact with. Just like I studied drugs in medical school, now I studied herbs to kind of understand them a little bit better and and how to make teas or tinctures or things like that. And I don't do a ton of that now, but I do play around with that. And, and uh, um, it's kind of fun sometimes to be able to use it as an adjunct in addition to just the diet. So um, that's what integrative medicine is. And when I trained in it, it was before there was lifestyle medicine certification. So I had been a member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, but um, there wasn't a board certification. So I felt like I needed something besides emergency medicine for my new practice. So I got board certified in integrative medicine, which I was very proud of. And then the lifestyle medicine came and I really do more of a lifestyle medicine basically, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been a, it was a fun training. I learned a lot in it. So, yeah. And it's just adding more tools to your tool belt, right? You just have other different modalities that you can use in addition to the traditional way that we practice. But just like you said before, I mean, you had internal medicine, you had ER medicine, you had all of those things and you still didn't know about the power of nutrition, you know? And that's why we, I try to say that over and over on this podcast because some people come to me like, well, my doctor didn't say anything about that, you know, when it comes to diet. And I'm like, that's because they don't know about it, you know? It's so amazing to me because I'm the person, like I follow what I'm taught to do. Like I was standard of care medicine and making sure I did it exactly by the guidelines and I'm doing, you know, so I felt confident that I was a good doctor and I didn't know any of this. And I think about all those patients I helped in the ER year for years. 
And I never told them all the asthmatics. I never helped them with their diets. All the people with autoimmune, all the people, with gut, I never said a word about their diets. And now I know, now I definitely know like, yeah, we, for all the people I ever help again, I'm making up for lost time for. Well, we do better when we know better. And I talk about that all the time that I was a milk pusher at, you know, one point, um, because that's what I was trained in pediatrics until mm-hmm. I saw from my own eyes that, Hey, I'm actually seeing detrimental effects of this over and over and over again. Why do I keep doing this? You know, it's because that's what I was trained. But at some point we do have to open our eyes and be open-minded to evidence that we just haven't been exposed to yet. And when with integrative medicine, it also is evidence-based too. I mean, they do Absolutely. studies on acupuncture, they do studies on meditation. So this is not just something like, oh, it seems like it's a good thing. Um, yeah. It is things, they are evidence-based practices as well. Yeah, and that was important to me too, because as a physician, I didn't wanna just be doing something that I didn't know there was evidence to. So it is all evidence-based, yep. What do you think Americans need the most help with when it comes to lifestyle habits? I still think diet is number one, but it's very closely filed to their stress reduction. So mm-hmm. to me, they're almost, they're inseparable. My programs include both right away in everyone, mm-hmm. um, but definitely diet because so much of what we eat is causing our inflammation and causing our symptoms. And we can, we can change our whole um, outlook on life and our whole trajectory by what we eat. So it still is knowledge and then help making it happen, making it easier for people. Awesome. Well, you and Dr. Lori Marbus have started a really great new service called plant-based telehealth. Can you tell me more about that? So plant-based telehealth was our dream child. Um, and it started with years ago, Lori and I have been friends for years. She was the first plant-based doctor I met um, back when we were both living in Colorado. And this was nine years ago. We didn't know anyone else doing it. We thought we were the only ones who were doing it, which is so funny because everyone is doing it. Well, now there's people all over sprouting up. But at that time, we thought we were the only ones and we became good friends. We always said we wanted to work together in a practice together. So that was our first idea. But um, so this is a new program that is now um, online. So it's telemedicine. So it's very, it's, it's something that is supposed to be there for people, no matter where they live. So people in States where they don't have a plant-based doctor locally, uh, people who need a little bit of extra help with their, with diabetes, with, with high blood pressure, with, um, any met- chronic medical condition, cardiovascular disease, um, autoimmune, cancer, any chronic medical problems, they can log on to this website and make an appointment with one of us doctors and have a 30-minute appointment with us and we can be their physician. So we are getting licensed in soon to be all 50 states. We will have a physician to cover all 50 states and um, we can help them with whatever's going on. We can be their doctor so we can uh, prescribe medications if we need to or help them de-prescribe medications if that's what's happening in their lives. Um, And we can um, order prescriptions or um, order labs or do anything like that, like regular medicine. And so it's been, it's been very excited. It just got launched in, in March. Wow. Congratulations. That is super exciting. So tell me, why did you guys think it up this way? I know that you have your own practice there locally, but why was it important to be able to reach all the states? 
Well, we've been giving talks. Um, and when we go to give a talk, people would say, oh, do you know how I can find a plant-based doctor near me? Or can I work with you? But we can't because we, we can only work with people in our states. And originally, Lori and I were both from Colorado. And so we would give a talk somewhere and we weren't able to. And so then we had a, a, our good friend, Anthony is a computer guy. And he, he figured out how to, how to do all this online. And so in working with him, um, he was he was like, yeah, this isn't very hard and we can now share it to people all over. So why not become their doctors if they need a doctor there? Like, why wouldn't you? And so it just became like, well, why? Yeah, why wouldn't we? Telemedicine is is happening. And so this has been being created for over a year. So long before we're all home now anyway, doing telemedicine. So it just worked out that this was a way to reach people all over who needed a doctor. Wow. So who is the ideal patient for this type of service? So this is for, um, you know, we are plant-based physician, lifestyle medicine physicians. So these are patients that are interested in using food as medicine and, use, and interested in um, making the steps themselves to change their diets, to um, do the lifestyle steps that we're going to suggest to get results. So it definitely doesn't appeal to everyone. Some people are not interested in that, but so many people are, and so many people are learning about the power of plant-based foods or are curious about it, or they're struggling with their medications, or they want to lose some weight, or um, they know that they can do better. Or, or people like me, I was failing on six medications and I was looking for something more. Um, so we are here for people who are interested in that and to help them make those dietary changes. And there are tweaks. And so even now when I work with my patients, a diabetic person from a person with cardiovascular disease, I might tweak that diet. And, or an autoimmune person, I might tweak that diet or some with gut issues or irritable bowel syndrome, or, you know, there's tweaks that we're going to make that we can help that person with and then help them, you know, go off and, and make the changes on their own. So, um, yeah, so that's what our program is designed to help. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And I was thinking too, you know, there's a lot of people who already are vegan or plant-based and they may do it for other reasons, but then they also have chronic health conditions. And sometimes when they go to a more conventional doctor who isn't aware of plant-based diets, they may be criticized or they may say, the doctor might say, well, obviously the problem is you need to eat meat. <laughs> you know, like that's the first, sure. thing, the first prescription, just eat meat. It should solve it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for that type of patient, especially if there's nobody in their area that is able to have the evidence base for the plant-based nutrition, but also be able to see their health condition and not automatically assume that it's because they're vegan. You know, I think that that could be very beneficial for them. And then the other thing I want to say too, when it comes to lifestyle medicine, there are several components. So nutrition is just one of them. Obviously, we talked about stress reduction is a big one. Um, sleep is a really big one that we've covered, uh, but also exercise. So do you help people with exercise prescriptions as well? 
Absolutely. And actually today in my practice, I just saw a patient who over-exercises. So she just recently had the coronavirus and it took her six weeks to recover. And she was out running her big loop, right? 10 miles already. And she's like, I felt great on the first half of it. And then now I, it hurts to breathe again. And mm-hmm. so over-exercising. So, and in, when I work in Colorado, Aspen, Colorado, we have a lot, we have people that love to exercise, which is so wonderful, but there, that's a stressor on the body, right? That definitely mm-hmm. can be something. So um, we, I, yes, we do exercise prescriptions. How much is the appropriate amount? And I call it appropriate exercise now. So mm-hmm. for health and longevity, for building muscle, for balance, for flexibility, for strength work, right? For, and then for cardiovascular. So we want to work on all these tiers. So helping people build a program for all of those. And then another component is behavior change. So there might be people who might want to stop smoking or cut down on their drinking or stop drinking. So all of these kinds of behaviors are things that are covered by lifestyle medicine, where, you know, I could see that this be convenient, especially for people that might want to talk about some of these sensitive issues when it comes to these behaviors, that they can get help from somebody remotely versus somebody in their small town. So that could be another type of patient that might really benefit from this service as well. Absolutely. And that's one reason I love your podcast so much. You talk about behavior change so much and it helps. It really is helpful. And it's it's essential um, if you ask me, because um, all of these, any behavior we're asking someone to change takes, takes um, mindset and it takes it has to be sustainable and it has to be, it has to happen even on a bad day or a stressful day. Right. And, and that's where the challenge often lies. And so giving people tools and tricks and support and resources, sometimes that in itself. And, and for me, like I was talking about, and again, I've been listening to your podcast and my own um, behavior change was limited by, you know, me struggling with, with overcoming some of my own food addictions and things like that. So um, yeah, that's a major important part of the program. And in fact, I would argue up there at the top of it, because without the behavior change, without the motivation and the mindset, the program may never work for us. Right. It's everything, right? Because the majority of time, somebody's coming to you with an issue, they're going to have to make some sort of change in their habits or their behavior. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's difficult for some people, depending on where it is, but you are coming to them with empathy and compassion and understanding. It's not like, oh, you're a bad person. You can't do this. Basically, you know, you know what it's like because you've been through it before and you know what it feels like. And so people can come to you feeling unashamed and open-minded and ready to try different things to take their well-being to the place that they want to be at. Absolutely. And I always ask people right at the beginning, um, what is it that you want out of this program? Why are you here? And what are your goals? Why do you want this? And if they're like, oh, I want to lose weight. And then I say, well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to fit into my clothes when we go this summer. Well, why do you care if you fit into your clothes? Like, what is the purpose? What's the bigger hype? Because that's what's going to hold them and help them sustain it. And so when they finally come up with what that purpose is, what, what it means to them, and I say, that's what I want you to hold on to. That's what I want you to hang on your fridge. I want you to remind yourself that because sometimes it is tough and we got to have tools to get through those tough moments. We got to anticipate them and be ready for them and, and not be harsh on ourselves when it does happen, if, you know, if we have a hard time. And so I'm always trying to help point out the good things. And when they come in, I, I want to know right away what went good, what went right, because mm-hmm. we're so people are so quick to tell me everything that went wrong, everything 
and they were like, Chris, I had a brownie. I was, and I was like, I don't care about what brownie, what did you eat the rest of the time? Right. Well, oh my gosh, look at what a change you've made. Look at all these nutrients you've brought in. And so really trying to help people remember all the good things they do and all the good changes they've made and get the momentum going and get them excited about it. And it's so fun. And I, I'm sure you see this too. It's so fun when, when people start to really catch on and really just soar with it and you see them growing and they're just taking off and they're healing themselves. That's what I always say. I'm not healing anyone. You're healing yourself. I'm just guiding you along on your path with some of my knowledge. And it's the best feeling ever as a physician and as a person to see that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And I completely agree. I love it. I feel like when I do health and wellness coaching, it's like a drug because that's it. After each call, I'm just like, ah, oh, I love seeing people light up and they find their own source of motivation. They get inspired from themselves and what they can do. But I agree that every time I start a coaching call, whether I'm doing individual or group coaching, everybody wants to launch into all the bad things they did or quote bad things, right? Quote bad things. And I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh." let's talk about celebrations first. What do you feel went right this week? And there's always things, but I think as humans, I think it's just a human behavior that we are wired to remember what we think we did wrong because we don't want to do that again. But then we easily forget all of the great things we did, all of the things that went right. And so that's that's how we can hold that space for you guys as clients and patients is help you focus on the positives. How can we increase the positives? How can we make it so that you reach that state of well-being that you desire, which is different for everybody? It's like Absolutely. Every person is different. Every person has different goals. Every person has different whys. And that's why it's always an individualized plan. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a basic plan, it's still individualized. And the amount of time that we spend focusing on certain different foods, whether it's an anti-inflammatory healing plan or it's just a general plant-based, you know, um, whole food plan, how much time we spend on stress and mind body, how much time we spend on exercise and sleep, maybe we're focusing more on that, but each plan is individualized and then their goals and how are we going to overcome it and what does it take? And yeah, it's very individualized for that person, what their needs are. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, there's a lot of people, I mean, even though telemedicine is now becoming more available because of the coronavirus, there's still going to be the majority of people that have never done telemedicine before and don't know what it's like. So could you just walk us through what is it like to have a telemedicine appointment? And whenever you have a new patient for an intake, what can they expect? What are they going to get from that visit? So a new patient would go to the portal, um, plantbasedtelehealth.com, and they would um, sign in to it. They would put in their email and, and make a login page for themselves. And then they're in the system. And from there, they, they can send a request to be seen if they want to be seen as patient and everyone gets accepted. So it's just sort of how the system is set up right now. So they would get accepted. And then from there, they, they get sent a, an intake form that Lori and I designed. And it was based on the questions we want to know ahead of time, because right now these are 30 minute appointments, but over time we will have longer and shorter ones. If we want to do an hour intake or um, a 15 minute follow-up or whatever we can, we'll have that soon. But right now they're all 30 minutes. And so because it's so short, 
we're looking at that information ahead of time. So we're prepared. So we'll ask people about their diets because I really want to know what they're eating. We'll ask what their goals are and what they want to get out of this visit. We'll ask their past medical history, their medications, their supplements, what they've tried before. Um, will you want to know their exercise, their sleep, their dental health, you know, all those all those types of questions, their family, are they the ones that cook? What kind of hours do they have? Um, how much time do they have to cook? What are their family eating? So we kind of know already a lot of the things that are going on as well as what that person wants to get out of the visit. So we'll look at that intake form ahead of time. And then, so they are filling out this intake form and then they are signing up for an appointment with us. So they will, they'll see the schedule and it'll say my name, Chris Miller or Lori Marbus. We're the two physicians right now, though we're adding in um, a few more real soon. And they will look to see what state they're in. So if they're in one of my states, they send up for me, one of Lori's states, they send up for Lori or one of the new doctors when they join. And so they can sign up for us and then they're on the schedule and then um, they will get an email with, with videos on how to use the telehealth part of it, the, the video part of it. And it's pretty straightforward. So far, my patients have said it was not hard. They were able to log right on. Even patients who are not very computer savvy have been able to figure it out. Um, and so, and we also have people to help with it. So there's also numbers and emails. So if there's any problems and all, they can give a call and we can um, make sure that it is set up so that they're maximizing um, those 30 minutes, we want their experience to be smooth and without any glitches. So then when it's time for their appointment, they log on and they click and they connect with us and we connect. And it's just like we're in each other's family rooms. I didn't know how I would feel about it either, but I am loving it because I feel so close with my patients now, just like I would in the office, because I'm definitely someone who I look at my patients' faces, I'm reading them, I'm connecting with them, and I'm still able to do that. And it's been really, it's been great. So we're able to get a, a good quality visit in. So we get a 30 minutes and if they need medication adjustments or if they need labs ordered, we can do that. We order it through a quest center and there's quest centers all over the country. So if they needed any labs done, um, medications, they could tell us the pharmacy that they use. Or we just give them a prescription, right? Whether the prescription is for what their diet is going to be or their exercise or their sleep or their behavior modifications, whatever it is, they'll get the prescriptions from us. We can send them forms or handouts or information um, directly through the portal. We'll have a secure HIPAA secure uh, portal to send them. And at the end of the appointment, yeah, they can set up for another follow-up appointment or as needed or, you know, whatever they need to do. And they can always email us through the portal if they need anything. So they have us for communication. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a great service. That's awesome. What about, do people have to use a computer to log on or can they use their phone? They can use a phone too. Yeah, they can use a phone too. So they'll just, the same thing, they'll go to um, plantbasedtelehealth.com and they can do it all through their phone as well. And um, Anthony right now is is really helping everybody who, if anybody needs any help. So um, we are making sure that everyone has it, that they can test it ahead of time to make sure that it works. So their 30 minutes is, again, um, everyone gets the full experience. That's great. And yeah, I agree too. You know, I have done video communication before all of this, especially with coaching. And I feel like in some ways, it's just kind of weird to say, but in some ways you feel closer to your patient over video because you're looking right at them the whole time when you're in the office. Sometimes you might be typing on your computer while you see the patient and kind of looking around doing other things. Um, but I feel like, you know, with this way, you, you're kind of more focused on each other. Um, so that is really kind of different. Also yeah, it's one thing been great because I, we can really connect. And 
I feel as close to them as ever. And so I wasn't sure about that part, but I, I am loving it. So we do get a good connection with our patients. One thing that I've loved about doing the telemedicine with pediatrics is all of my patients want to show me their pets and their yeah. toys and all their stuffed animals. So it feels like a home visit because I used to do home visits when I first started oh. my practice and it was, you know, you felt more intimate and kids yeah. are so excited to show you their stuff. You know, That's they're so awesome. proud. Especially they want kids. you to be part That's of awesome. it. Yeah. So it's been really, really fun for me too. Yeah. Okay. So, but for still the ideal patient is going to be somebody that's looking for a lifestyle medicine. This isn't really primary care, right? No, this is consulting medicine. So it's someone who's looking for lifestyle medicine, people who are looking for a diabetes doctor or a doctor to help them with autoimmune disease to really tweak it. Um, someone who has high blood pressure and they're not able to get, you know, they're trying to go plant-based and they're struggling and their blood pressure is still high or their cholesterol is still high or they're not sure or any questions like that. So we are consultants and we work with their primary doctors. So we're not here to take them off all medications and stop it. And no, no, no. It's just if their blood pressure gets low that we can help with it adjustments, but in general, we want them to be going through their doctor. We want them to not need those medications so that their doctors say, you know what, let's stop this. You don't need this anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's the ideal way that we're working with, with them. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So just wanted to clarify for the listeners, you still need your primary care doctor. This is not going to replace your primary care doctor, but they can help you with all of these issues in addition to seeing a primary care. Tell me about payment. How does it work for this service? Do you guys accept insurance or is it all cash-based and what are the plans for the future? This is a cash-based service right now. So it's um, $150 for 30 minutes and people pay up front. So credit card or um, any a payment method right up front, usually credit card right in the computer um, or PayPal, something like that. And then, um, but we generate that for them, a super bill. So afterwards, they will get a super bill with their diagnoses, with um, the level of care that we offered, and they can submit that to their insurance themselves. And so um, people will often get back half the visit, maybe a little more, but it depends on their insurance. So they can check with their insurance ahead of time, or they can just submit it afterwards um, and see what, what their insurance will reimburse for it. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, if you have a high deductible plan, at least it'll count towards your deductible in, in a lot of cases. Right. And that's something you have to figure out. Every plan is and different. Insurance changes all the time. For but. sure. And truthfully, I see my rheumatologist all the time. I mean, I have for years, I see rheumatologists regularly and I have insurance. We have good insurance and he takes insurance. And so I pay a $30, co $30 copay and then I see my, my rheumatologist. And then afterwards, even after insurance, I end up paying $200 mm. for each visit with insurance. So I pay $230 to see a rheumatologist. Well, yeah. Us for lifestyle change, we're only $150. So yeah. if we can make, we can change people's lives. I mean, we see it all the time. You see it all the time. It's so powerful um, what lifestyle medicine does. And so to me, it's only $150. Like that is to me seems that's not very much compared to all the money I've shelled out to my doctors over the years, even the ones that take insurance. Um, and so, and then hopefully over time, as we get healthier, like I now am, I don't need to see them anymore like that. So now I ultimately am saving so much money. And so, um, anyway, so it's, it's perspective. Cause I know we, we spend a lot of money on insurance. So sometimes people are hesitant, but when you look at the grand scheme of things or the, you know, the full picture, like even for myself, it, it, it may actually make sense more than it might seem. Well, and it's hard to put a price on the value of well-being, but I mean, you can look even for you, I imagine 
all the medications that you were on before, even if you're just paying a copay, which I'm assuming if you had high deductible, you were paying significantly more, that adds up fast. <laughs> that adds up for really sure. fast. So I think that it's a steal, $150 for this consult. But we try to make it reasonable. That's why the visits are only 30 minutes so that we're trying to make it so people can afford it so we can really help more people. That was the goal to reach out Mm -hmm. to more people. So hopefully this is affordable for people, but we'll watch, we'll watch and see how people do with the program. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people also have their health savings accounts too, and likely they can be reimbursed through that as well. So other options that people might have for that. So, you know, that more access for people. Is and we're going to hopefully, um, we're working on this right now, actually putting together some group classes. So if we're seeing people with diabetes, we can sign up several people up for one class, or if we're seeing people with hypertension or people with autoimmune disease or people, you know, whatever, we can put them in a class and, and that way they could, for people who want to pay a little less, they won't get the one-on-one, but they will still get support and, um, it'll be at more, it'll be less expensive. So we're trying to reach out to everyone and and really help everyone. Oh, I love it. So yeah, definitely. You can still do group medicine via telehealth as well. The options are endless. I'm just so happy that you guys started this. That's great. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about the plant-based telehealth service before I ask you a few more questions and we wrap up? Uh, no, but well, I guess I would just say that, um, it's been really rewarding working with people through it. So we're already seeing people getting better. We're already seeing changes and, and blood sugars coming down and, um, blood pressures coming down and people with significant benefits. So, um, it just seems so beneficial that we can reach out to more people. So it's um, really something I want people to look into if this interests anyone at all to really consider if they need a little extra support. And what a way to be able to access the amount of training and personal experience that you have both had in this arena when most cities aren't going to have that. So it just opens up a whole new world for people that are going to need that consult. So I really encourage people that they've been saying the whole time, I wish I had a plant-based doctor because I could run these questions by. This is a great opportunity. So definitely look into the plant-based telehealth. Well, Dr. Chris Miller, what do you wish more people knew? I wish more people knew about the power of food as medicine. And what I mean is, I think people have no idea just how good for us the good foods are and how harmful the bad foods are. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, I mean, people just don't realize that eating that one whatever, how how much that's harming our bodies. And Mm so um, if people even had a, a sense of that, a better sense of it, just really had the right information, I think it would be a lot easier. Um, for people to make their choices, what they want to do. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for spreading the message because the more people are out there telling people and informing people, the more likely people are going to know that food. And thank you for spreading the message. (laughs) Yeah. This podcast is awesome. Like for spreading it and teaching us about all that. I listen to it all the time for that reason. (laughs) Well, thank you. Only because I have the best guests, obviously. So (laughs) Tell me about your personal habit that you're most proud of. How did you develop it and how do you maintain it? Um, so for me, it was easy for me to go plant-based. Literally, once I learned it, it was a no. And that's why I want everyone to have the information because once you learn it, I think it's just like me, you have this information and it's like so exciting. It's 
that was that part for me was not even that hard. But what has been hard was the mind body. And so for me, the habit that I really am most proud of now is yoga. Mm. I do yoga regularly. And it's not something I would have done before. When I was an emergency room doctor, I did not have time for yoga. I'm an up person. I'm always go, go, go. I would never have done yoga. And I went to a class every now and then and I was like yawning. And I even left one class early. Like I hated it. And I, people would talk about it. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not into this. It's not my thing. Well, then when I was doing my mind body training through integrated medicine and I was trying everything, I, I found a yoga class in Aspen, Colorado that changed my life for real. And um, I started to, because you're really, you're focusing on holding your pose. You're focusing on breathing because they're forcing you to. And these poses were hard for me. And you're focusing on moving the way they're moving. And that took my mind off all my, my monkey mind off all my stressors to holding this dang pose the way she's telling me to and breathe through my nose the way she's telling me to. And so by the end of the class, and then it was have gratitude and be thankful for who you are and, and good job for showing up on your mat. And I was like, yeah, good job to me. And, and it just resonated. And by the end of the class, something changed in me and I felt my body down regulate. And I started going to it twice a week and then three times a week. Cause I read a study that if you go three times a week for eight weeks, people with rheumatoid arthritis reported significantly improved symptoms. So oh. I thought, okay, I need to commit to three times a week. Um, and so I did that and sure enough, by the end of, by the end of two months, I was significantly better, no question. And so recently I moved, um, out of the altitude to help my autoimmune symptoms and, um, I wasn't doing yoga and I kind of forgot about it. I was busy, you know, with my new practice and community and then building this practice. And, um, I kind of forgot about it. And then I just started it up again, um, two months ago and right away after even just one class, I felt myself come back down. Mm -hmm. So now how I maintain it is I schedule it. Mm -hmm. I know it's, too, it's too important to let me get busy and let the, it can't be the first thing that falls to the wayside. It can't. And so it isn't anymore. And so now I think yoga, you can do it online. You can do a 30 minute session. You can, I love going to classes. I love being a part of the group. Um, I bought cute yoga clothes because that helped me feel like excited to go and put on my cute little tights. I mean, they're black tights, but still they were super fun for me to have. Um, and so I wear my cute clothes and I schedule my time for yoga. And I, my goal is minimum of one goal, really two. And when I can do three, that's ideal. So it kind of depends how busy I am, but when I can do three classes a week, oh my gosh, it's, it really, really has made a different, significant change in who I am and calming me down and my symptoms as well, significantly better. Wow. I, I love that story. And I love how you're honest about what you initially thought about yoga and you're like, uh, boring, who <laughs> would do that stuff. And it. now you're just like a yoga person. Isn't that oh so God. funny? I call myself a yogi, which I'm still like, I fall out of poses and I can't, I mean, I can't do so many of the things, but I'm like, I'm a yogi. Like I, I'm the type of person, like put the hat on and wear it with pride. Like whether I'm good at it or not, whether I look like a yogi, like who cares in my mind, when I'm going to yoga, I am the best yogi out there. And, you know, I'm right in the front row now and I'm like falling all over the place, but who cares? Like, it's so, it's just been so rewarding to me. And I try, I send all my patients. So when I was in Aspen, I would see all my patients coming to yoga too, because I would tell them about it. And it, it really helps. It helps so many people. So I've been trying to share that and again, it's not for everyone. So if someone's not into yoga, I'm definitely not going to push them into it, but um, it's something that people could maybe look into like I have. 
Yeah. Well, and yoga is broader than most people think, I think, because it, there's a lot of different types of yoga and you can really just ease into it with beginner stuff, breathing techniques, restorative yoga, which is actually my favorite. I <laughs> just do. like that's what I holding do. the pose for like two minutes. I love it. Um, that's what I do so <laughs> yeah, that's great. So thank you so much for sharing that. Well, you told us about the plant-based telehealth, but I know that you have other ways that listeners can connect with you. So can you tell us more about your website and blog and what other services uh, you provide? My website is eatandlivehealthfully.com. And it's basically everything I've been talking about. So it's all about what we eat and how we live. So eatandlivehealthfully.com. It's all spelled out. And um, from there, you'll see how to um, a link to plant-based telehealth too. So if you want to make an appointment with me. Um, right now, I'm a community doctor. I work here in Southern Vermont and I'm loving it. I love the community here. Um, we actually have quite a few Seventh-day Adventists in the area, which has been super fun because many of them already are plant-based. And so I get to work with them and really tweak their diets and take them to the next level and help them get the results that they're looking for. Um, and so that's been fun. And they're a community. And to me, it's all about community medicine. We are stronger together. That's what I always say. And um, the more people we can get involved, so the more group sessions we can do, the more community stuff. So I'm all about, I'm always teaching classes. I'm always holding group sessions. Um, and this summer, I plan to work, uh, my cousin's a farmer here in Southern Vermont. And so we're planning to teach some classes out there, show mm -hmm. people like where the food is coming from and and then how we can put it on our table so we can eat it cheaply. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be the easiest, cheapest medicine available, but it's the also the most powerful. And so that's my goal is to show people in the community just how how we can do it too because so much of it is resistance like oh it's hard and it is hard nobody wants to do something that's hard right it's hard because it, cheaper food is is processed food and and we have to search through this and we have to prepare it and so my goal is to make it easier for people and show them how how they can do it and how worth it it is so um, I'm planning on a lot of community events this summer as soon as we're released and we can all be together again I'm looking forward to doing these group sessions but in the meantime we'll be doing it on telehealth and hoping to hold some group sessions and build community through that so oh I love it that's wonderful and then how about social media are you on do you have any social media accounts I'm on Facebook and it's my name, Chris, Dr. Chris Miller. And um, I'm just getting onto social media. So I'll be joining. I have a Twitter account, but it's also my name, Dr. Chris Miller. Um, but I'm just joining that right now. Okay, so. great. Well, this has been so wonderful. Can you please leave us with a call to action for the week? What is one thing the listeners can do to improve their lives this week? Because this is a time of the coronavirus and we're all home and we're all feeling the stress of things, my one thing for this week would be to focus on slow, deep breathing, really calm our nervous system down because um, I'm hoping that your listeners are um, eating mostly plant-based or aiming that way or trying it or, you know, playing with it. It's some to whatever level they are, wherever they are, that's okay. It's all good. But now it's time to take it to the next level and to really calm our nervous system. So something as simple as breathing in for the count of five. Um, nice and slow, and then have a slight pause at the top and then breathing out for the count of five. And I think of it like 
um, almost like a sine wave where it goes up slowly for five and then it hits a peak and then down slowly for five and then up slowly for five and down. And your breathing follows that. So it gets into this nice rhythmic breathing and you just do six of them. That's one minute in for, in for um, the count of five, out for the count of five and six of them, one minute. And if you do one minute twice a day, your nervous system, there, there's actually studies to support that your nervous system will calm down in just that little bit and you will start to feel the benefit. It's almost immediately. It's powerful. It's a very powerful tool. Wow, that's amazing. So just six times of that, five seconds in, five seconds out, twice a day can make such a big effect. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, amazing. It slows down your nervous system. And in fact, it can trigger your vagus nerve, especially when you do the long exhalations. And if you breathe out even longer, the longer you do, the better it is. But five is a good place to start with. And in fact, some really anxious people can only start with four. So start wherever you are. But if you can do six in, six out, that's even better. But five is a good place to start with. And um, that long exhalation, it actually triggers your vagus nerve. And so you get vagus stimulation and for um, autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, they're actually doing vagus nerve implants. They're implanting a little device to slow down, to trigger someone's vagus nerve, to slow down their nervous system. Hmm. Um, And, but we can do that right through breath work, our breath work, but we don't, we typically don't take those slow deep breaths. We're breathing shallow. We're go, go, go. We're in sympathetic stimulation all day. And now this, this, you know, it's been a stressful time between our finances, between our health, between being isolated, whatever it is it's been a kind of a tough time for people in general and I know I feel it and those slow deep breaths can help reset us and help put us back in parasympathetic which is the rest and repair mode that we need to be in to heal yeah and you can avoid a surgery that messes with your vagus nerve (laughs) so (laughs) I mean it's a rare surgery but that's what they were doing and it just shows that like oh my gosh like we can do that we can do that ourselves it's free it's easy and it doesn't take much time. So two minutes a day. I think what can help some people is just knowing that this is available to them and that it does work. So just the belief that there is something so easy. Cause I think the human brain is like, ah, I mean, there's no way two minutes a day is really going to make that, that much of a difference. But this week, just lay aside some of those excuses and those doubts and just try it. Just yeah. see how it goes. Do some slow, deep breathing twice a day this week, and let's see how it changes the way you feel. Absolutely. Dr. Chris Miller, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on Veggie Doctor Radio today. Thank you for sharing your story, inspiring people out there, giving them hope, and for starting this wonderful new service with Dr. Lori Marvis. I hope that you guys will be overly abundantly successful with this and hopefully you'll be too busy. You'll have to bring on more doctors because I know that there's a lot of people out there that need this. So I really appreciate you. And I'm very grateful for everything that you're doing to help people. Thank you so much. The honor was mine to get to be here and get to meet you. So thank you. All right. Well, I hope that you continue to have a very plantastic day and I'm sure that we'll be meeting in person sometime soon after we're all released from this caged wild animal stage that we're in. (laughs) I look forward to it. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. 
please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.